Be'ezer Hashem Yisbarach, we begin a new Mesechta, Mesechta Sukkah. The first Patek of Mesechta Sukkah will discuss the halachas pertaining to the structure of the Sukkah itself. Zokta Mishnah. Sukkah shehi gavoya lamayla miyasra mama. A Sukkah where the height of the schach of the Sukkah is higher than 20 amas. Meaning the inside of the Sukkah, there's a space higher than 20 amas in the height. Psula. So this sukkah is possible. But Rabbi Yehuda Machshe. Rabbi Yehuda says that even this height is kosher as well. V'she'ein a'gvoya sa'ra t'fachim, a sukkah that does not have the height of ten t'fachim. So then, then, then there's another case over here. Another two cases. V'she'ein lo sholish d'fanois. A sukkah that does not have three walls. V'she'chamasa meruba mitzilasa. And a sukkah where the sunlight is more than the shade. In other words, because of the, it has very little schach, so that Rashi here explains what happens is the schach, the, the shade that is, is bottle bereiv. It's as if there is no shade over here. So then, Mishnah says, psula. In all these cases, everybody would agree that it would be possible. So coming back a second to the case of Hamasa Meruba Mitzilasa, so Rashi here says that it's bottle bereiv. Because it's mostly sunlight and very little shade, so it's bottle bereiv. So first of all, the Rishayim explain what this means is not that the actual schach is bottle bereiv. We're talking about the act, the shade in the sukkah. That shade that you have on the floor of the sukkah, because most of what you have there inside the sukkah is sunlight. The shade is bottle bereiv to the sunlight, and the reason why Rashi says this is because the psul of Hamasa Meruba Mitzilasa is the fact that it's not called a sukkah anymore. As Rashi says, Al Shem Aschach Kruya Sukkah. The whole name sukkah is because of the schach, not the walls. The main Indian of the sukkah is the schach. So if the schach are not providing more shade than sunlight, so then this area, it does not have the name sukkah. That's the reason for the psul. So the psul of Hamasa Merubim Mitzilasa is not some kind of a shear, some kind of an, a, minimum, a minimum amount required to have of schach. But it's because if you have mostly sunlight, it loses its entire name and identity of a sukkah. It's not a sukkah anymore. That's how Rashi learns this Indian. So we learned in another Mishnah. Hossam. This is the first Mishnah in Mesechta Erevin. Mavoy shuhugavoya miyasra mama. A mavoy, you have an alleyway. And over there, at the entrance of the alleyway, so as Rashi here brings the halacha by an alleyway, that really it's surrounded from all three sides with a wall, so as the halacha of Rosh but because it's open on the fourth side to the Rishus Arabim, and it's a similar, it's Karavuli is Daimer, she says, it's similar to Rishus Arabim, so therefore Chachamim required there to be an additional Hekir, something to make a notice to see that this is separate, and this is this area is not like the rest of the Rishus Arabim. So therefore you have to put up a Lechi or a Kaira at the opening, so you put up a Kaira which is a cross beam on top of the opening of this Mavi. So over there in the Mishnah it says, if this crossbeam is higher higher than 20 yamas, so it's not good, it's too high, yamayit. So then you have to bring it down. Rabbi Yudah says, even if it's that high, it's not necessary to bring it down. Now the question is, why here by sukkah, when it's too high, this chacha too high, the Mishnah just says that it's possible. 
And why by Mavir the mission doesn't say possible, but the Mishnah tells you how to rectify this. Bring it down. Answers the Gemara. There's a difference. Sukkah the Eiraise, Sukkah, which is a mitzvah in Atayra, and we'll see soon the requirement of a being below 20 Amis is also learned from Sukkim in the Teira, Tani Psula. So the Tana of the Mishnah tells you the halacha min that you learn from Sukkim. This is the halacha. That it said if you has to be below 20 Amis, and if not, you didn't make it like the Teira said, so it's possible. Mavoi the Rabbanon, but on the other hand, over there where it speaks about a Mavoi, which is mid Rabbanon, the Rabbanon are the ones that instituted this entire requirement. And they are the ones that gave the details of what this requirement consists of. So Tani Takanta. So there the Mishnah says exactly what the requirement is. There's no point in the Mishnah saying Psula. This is the Mishnah that's coming to tell you the details of how the Mavi should be built, how this Kaira should be placed. So therefore it comes to tell you, don't place it too high, don't place it too low. There's no reason to say Psula. This is the original place where he's telling you how Chachamim instituted it should be done. This is Rashi's Pshat in the Gemara. Taisus learns slightly differently. Taisus says that really the basis of the Gemara's question that it should say Yemayit, not Psula, is because that's a better, a nicer language. Like we learned from the beginning of Masech the Psachim, that you should use a better language and there's no reason to use a Vloshan of Pasal. So that's the, why the Gemara asked over here, by Sukkah it should say Yemayit. So the Gemara is answering that by a Sukkim and Atayra, we're afraid that someone's going to misinterpret the word Yemayit to mean that only Lechatchila you have to be Memayit. But Bidiyavid, if you didn't, it's fine. The term Psula makes it clear that it's even Bidiyavid Pasal. So Minatayra were concerned of misinterpreting the word Yemayit, so we say Psula. Regarding Midrabanan, by the Mavi, we're not so concerned about that misinterpretation, so we use a cleaner language, a better, a better language of Yemayit. That's Taisus' Pshat. Gemara, another teretz, Viba Yisema, or we can say, Really, by a case of Minatayra, the Mishnah would have also chosen to say how to rectify it, not to just say that it's possible. Miu, however, Sukkah, the Nefishi Milse, here in this Mishnah regarding Sukkah, where there's a lot of different details, and if you're going to come to say how to rectify each one of these problems, you're going to have to use a different language for each one of them, as Rashi spells it out over here. Regarding each case, you're going to have to use a different language. By if it's too high, you're going to have to say Yemayit. If it's too low, you're going to have to say Yagbiya. If you're missing a wall, you're going to have to say build a wall, and so on. Each by each one of them, if you're using a language to tell you what you have to do to rectify, you're going to have to use a new word for each one of them. That's an extra Arichis. So therefore, the, the Mishnah says, the... Um, so the Mishnah says one word psula, which includes everything. As Rashi says again, this is also based on what we learned in the beginning of Masech Psachim, that a person should teach use the shortest and most concise language possible. So it uses the term psula, which includes everything. However, by the Mavoi, over there it's not a problem. Over there in that Mishnah, it's just talking about this one halacha of the Mavoi that's higher than 20 Amis. So there, Tani Takante. There it uses the word Yemayit to tell you how to rectify it. Now the Gemara comes to the very halach of the Mishnah itself. What's the reason for the Tanakama? Why, if the Sukkah is higher than 20 Amis, is it possible? From where do we know this? Omar Rabbe. So Rabbe says, because by a Sukkah the Pasuk says, That you should know, in all future generations, it should be known that I've placed the Yidin in Sukkahs. So what does this mean? Ad Esrimama, up until the height of 20 Amis, 
Adam Yideya Shuhudar Basukka. A person can be aware that he's sitting in the sukkah. But Lamaila Master Mama, if the schach is above twenty amas, ain't Adam Yideya Shadar Basukka. The person won't even be aware that he's sitting in the sukkah. Why not? Because a person's eyes don't reach that far. Which means doesn't mean that a person can't see to a distance of twenty amas. There's a place in the Ha'ara of a letter from the Rebbe where the Rebbe says the main diak here in the Lashon of the Gemara is Loisholta, which means that a person could see if you look in that direction, but a person doesn't lift up his head to, 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 raise, to, to see and to look and see what's above him 20 amas. So therefore, looking, you're entering into your sukkah, you're not going to notice. You're not going to realize that you're inside a sukkah. So this is the reason. The Laman Yedu refers to the awareness that there has to be when you enter into the sukkah. The source is from this Pasuk. The Pasuk describes a Sukkah as something that serves as shade during the day from the heat of the sun. So therefore we say as follows. Up until the height of 20 Amis. The person sitting in the Sukkah is actually receiving the, the, the shade that comes from the Sukkah the that reaches to the ground. So therefore it's okay. He's, he's getting that shade. Lamaila, Master Mama. However, if the height of the schach is above 20 yamas, the person does not sit in the shade of the schach of the sukkah, then what happens is it's the shade of the walls that brings the shade on the person sitting at the, inside the sukkah. The shade of the, the, the schach is way too high, it doesn't reach the person. So therefore, we see the whole point of the sukkah is the shade. And therefore, the shade has to come from the schach on the person. Inside the sukkah. Abai asks on this shot of Rabzeira, a person that builds a sukkah in a place like Ashtaris Karnayim, which is a place in a valley between two tall mountains. So here, what's happening? You're not getting the shade from the schach of your sukkah because you have the shade from the two mountains that are providing you shade and not from the schach of the sukkah. So, Hanamidulayab a sukkah. So here as well, this would not be considered a kosher sukkah. That can't be. What's uh, just because it's between mountains, you can't build a sukkah there. Amalei, so Abzeira answered and explained, no, you, you misunderstood what I said. The issue is not the fact that he's actually getting shade from the walls. Okay, if he's actually getting shade from the walls, that's fine. Just like in this case, if you're actually getting shade from the mountains, it's also okay. But the point is as follows. Hosom, in that case of the mountains, dal ashtaris karnayim, remove the ashtaris karnayim, remove those mountains, iketzel sukkah. You will have the shade of the sukkah because the schach is low enough that the shade, the, the, the sukkah will provide for you shade. Right now you don't need it because you have the mountains that are there that are giving you the shade. But the position of the schach is in a place where if you would take away those ashtaris, if you take away the mountains, you would have the shade of the sukkah. Hocha, however, here, dal defanais, if you remove the walls, leketzel sukkah. You don't have the shade of the sukkah. The shade of the, the schach of the sukkah is way too high, and therefore it's not even in a position that it could provide for you shade. So therefore this is not called a sukkah bachlal. As Rashi said in the beginning, a sukkah is because of the schach. And if it doesn't provide shade for the person in the person inside the sukkah it's not called a sukkah that's the issue Rav Omar, a third pshat <coughs> Rav says mehocha we learn it out from this pasuk the sukkah is teishvu shivas yamin you should sit in the sukkah for seven days so what the teira here is saying is kol shivas seven days of sukkah 
you should leave your permanent dwelling, v'shev bedira sarai, and live in a temporary dwelling. In other words, as some of Farshim say, the diak is from the word teishvu. Teishvu means you're sitting there, but it's not permanent. So therefore, what does that mean? It means that the actual structure of the sukkah has to be a temporary structure. And therefore we say, if you're building a sukkah that's the height of 20 hamas, up until 20 hamas, you're building a temporary structure. It's, you don't have to build a very strong, firm structure in order for it to stand. But if you're building a structure of a sukkah higher than 20 amas, then you're not going to make it a temporary dwelling. It's going to collapse on you. You have to build a proper foundation. You have to build the proper walls that it should stand. It's very tall. So therefore, it's not anymore. It's a diras kva. So this is the source, the actual structure of the sukkah. So this is not a psal related to the schach. According to the other two opinions, the point was that either you have to be aware of the schach or you have to get the shade of the schach. Here the issue is the, stru- the structure of the sukkah itself, the walls of the sukkah, that it has to be a dirasara, not a diraskva. The Rebbe points out an interesting thing, that it comes out that the actual structure of the sukkah has to be a dirasara. But the way a person lives in the sukkah, the Gemara says that the seven days of sukkah is you should leave your house and you should take everything and, and make the sukkah your diras kva, fully live in the sukkah, eat and drink and be metal and do everything in the sukkah. So the way you live there has to actually be bequias. So what this represents is that in the days of sukkah, a person goes out of his diras kva, the gashmis that was kva, he goes into the sukkah, and the actual structure of the sukkah is arai, representing the fact that the gashmis of the world becomes arai to him. But yet, over there, the actual mitzvah that he fulfills is sitting there fully entering to the sukkah, as it's the famous vart that it says that regarding the sukkah, that it's the only mitzvah that a person enters fully his entire body together with his boots and everything else, all of his belongings inside the sukkah. Amalei Abaya asks on this, on this pshat of Rove, so if that's the issue here, that a sukkah cannot be a permanent structure, so then the issue is not necessarily the height. If you make partitions that are made from steel, and you place chach on them, so it's a permanent structure. Is that also an issue? It's not going to be a sukkah? We never find any difference what kind of quality the walls are, steel, or if it's just flimsy walls. So, so uh, Rav answers and explains, This is what I meant to say to you. When you have a, a height of a sukkah, up until 20 amis, that typically, this is a, a height of a structure that a person could make it to stand, even if it's temporary. So therefore, Even if you're going to make it uh, in, in a way that it's permanent, like you said, with steel walls, you're also going to be yaitze. But if it's higher than 20 amas, the other typically this is made as a permanent structure because otherwise it's going to fall. So even even if you did make it as a temporary structure, you're also not going to be yaitzah. So as Rashi explains, the point that Rav is saying over here is that what the Torah is particular about is not whether it's actually a permanent structure or actually a temporary structure. Rather, the Teda is giving you a certain shear here by writing this word Teshu and telling you that there has to be a temporary structure. What it's saying is that use that shear, which is typically a temporary structure and not the shear of a height that's typically a permanent structure. That's the source. So we have three different shot in here. And now the Gemara will explain that there are nafkeminis between them, as we'll see. Zakta Gemara. 
So Kulu Karabi. So first the Gemara explains why they don't agree with each other, why one said uh, his opinion and not the other. Dr. Gemara, Kulu Karabi So all, we understand why all the other Amiraim refused to say Rabbah's opinion, which was from Laman Yedu, that you have to be aware that you're sitting in a sukkah. Because Ahu that Pasuk is not coming to say regarding how you fulfill the mitzvah, that you have to be aware when you walk into the sukkah that you're sitting in a sukkah. That Pasuk is just saying the point of mitzvah sukkah, that the Ebesheh gave us the mitzvahs for future generations, that the future generations should remember and know that the Ebesheh took us out of Mitzrayim. It's not regarding how you fulfill the mitzvah. So there's no raya from that Pasuk at all. We understand also why the Adam Eiraim did not want to use the Pasuk of Rabzeireh. That's not a Pasuk in Chumash, that's a Pasuk in Yeshaya. And therefore what they say is, There it's describing the Sukkah that Ebesh is going to build for the Yidin, So it's a different thing. But Abzeda, and Abzeda says, no, you're true, it refers to Yemaisa Mashiach, but there's still a raya that we can bring for the mitzvah of sukkah. Because in Cain, if it's only referring to Yemaisa Mashiach, the, chup, the, the Pasuk should say the term chuppah. Abish is going to build a canopy, a chuppah for the Yidin to be under then, not the mitzvah of sukkah. My sukkah tiyelitzayayma. Why did the Pasuk change the language and use the term sukkah? So you could learn from this Pasuk two things. It's speaking about the future, but it's also writing the word Sukkah to tell you the halacha by a Sukkah that you have to have, the Sukkah has to be in a position where you get this, the, the, the shade of the Sukkah. Kerav and Amila Yomri, and we also understand why the other Amiram did not agree to Rav Pshat, that the actual structure of the sukkah has to be temporary, because of the question of the Abaya, of, of Abaya, that if the point is that it should be a temporary structure, then the issue should not be with the height. The issue should be with the actual materials that you use for the partitions of the walls of the sukkah. And as Rashi says, the Adam Ayroim did not agree to the answer of Rava, that the Tait is telling you a shear of what's typically used. If you, if you have a diak in the Pasuk and it says Teishu, and it has to be a temporary, so then it should be a temporary structure regardless of the height. So therefore they didn't agree to the answer of Rava. Now the Gemara brings other Amiraim that spoke about this Machlaikis of Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon, whether it's kosher if it's higher than 20 Amis, and how what they said is relevant to the different reasons that we have for the Machlaikis. Keman Ozla, according to which one of these reasons that we gave, goes Ha the Omar that follows this that Rabbi Yeshia said. Omar in the name of Rav. Machloikis, the whole machloikis regarding a sukkah that's too high, if the walls don't extend all the way up to the schach, if the walls extend all the way to the schach, so then even a sukkah that's taller than 20 amas, it's fine, it's going to be kosher. The issue is if the height of the walls don't reach the schach. According to which reasons, this, does this distinction matter? So the Gemara answers, Kerab. It, it makes sense according to Rabbi's reason. The Omar, Rabbi said, Mishum that the issue of a, of a schach, of a sukkah that's too high, is that a person's eyes don't reach there, a person doesn't look up that far. So therefore, over here we can understand the difference. The Kivan, the Defanis, Magias, Leschach, if the walls actually reach all the way up to the schach, so then there's no issue. Mishlet Shaltebeina. A person's eyes will follow along the walls and it'll, he'll, he'll look up and he'll see the schach that's there. So the whole machlekes is if the walls don't reach to the schach, so your eyes are not going to get there. But according to the other opinions, it makes no difference. 
there's another opinion that puts a limitation to the Machlekes. So according to who does that opinion go? A different limitation. Machlekes, the whole argument between the Tanakam and Rav Yehuda is, when you have a very small sukkah, it's four Amas by four Amas. A sukkah that's larger than four by four Amas. Then even if it's higher than 20 Amas, it'll be kosher. Keman, according to who does the size of the sukkah itself matter? Kerabzeda, that's according to Rabzeda. The Omar, Mishum Tseil, what did Rabzeda say? The issue is when this chach of the sukkah is too high, the shade of the sukkah doesn't reach the person sitting inside the sukkah. But the Kivan did a so therefore, according to him, we understand that if it would be a, a, a bigger sukkah, so then it could sell sukkah. So then, even if the, the schach of the sukkah is very high, but if you have a larger sukkah, so then the schach of the sukkah at that height will reach the bottom. It's only if it's a very small, narrow space in the sukkah, so then the schach all the way up there does not reach at the bottom. So therefore, this is according to Rabzaida's opinion. <clears throat> Taisus points out that it's still difficult to understand. Does this mean that according to Rabzaida, if it's just a drop larger than four, four by four amas, we're going to say that the schach of the sukkah reaches there? I mean, just a drop more doesn't make that much of a difference. So Taisus has two pshatim. One pshat Taisus says, well, what, what, the, what it really means is, according to Avuna Marav is saying, that you have to measure it accordingly. You have to see. It depends how high it is and depends how wide it is. The, the wider it gets, so then the, the, the higher up it could be. So you, you have to measure it accordingly to see that the shade of the schach that's up there should reach at the bottom. But it doesn't mean literally that four amas by four amas, it's puzzle and a drop more, it's always going to be kosher. <clears throat> but then there is a second shot in Taisus, where Taisus says, Kimlu de Rabbana. This is a shear that the Rabbana know and established that four by four amas, the, schach, the, 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 the uh, shade of the schach does not reach. Even a drop more than four by four amas, this, the, this, chach, this shade of the schach will to some extent reach to the bottom of the sukkah. Kim lula rabbanon. Very interesting. So Taisus brings an example for this. Where do we find this Kim lula rabbanon? We just learned this in the Gemara and Yuma, where there it says regarding the shear of a kakaisfis for a person that he eats in Yom Kippur and he breaks his fast that it calms him down. The Gemara asked, isn't there a difference if you're a body like Oig Melech if you're a body of a small person? So the Gemara says, no, Kim that that's the shear that will calm a person down regardless of how large your body is. Similar here, Taisa says, Kim But I'm not sure how to explain this because if over there, regarding the Kekaisvis, the Pshat over there is that there's this Nekudas Achayis, there's the, the point of life that is the same by every person. The largest body and the smallest body. Explain that there. That's how the Rebbe explains that Gemara. Here though, can't apply that point. Over here regarding the shade of the sukkah that's that high, that if it's a drop larger than four by four Amis, somehow the shade to some extent somewhere is going to reach to the bottom of the sukkah. That's what Taisa says. Okay, the Gemara now brings a third opinion that put a limitation exactly when this Machlokes is. According to which one of the reasons does it go? So he said in the name of Rav that Machlekes, whole argument here, if it's higher than 20 Amis, when the sukkah is so small that it's, it's actually less than 4 by 4 Amis, very small sukkah, and it only holds in it, this is the smallest size of a sukkah, the person's head, most of his body, and the table. 
but if the sukkah is larger than the minimum size of his head and most of his body in the table, then I fill a lamayla meser mamak shayda. And even higher than 20 amas, the sukkah would be kosher. Keman, according to whose opinion, does it make sense to say that the argument is only in such a tiny sukkah? So the Gemara says, the loy kechat, it doesn't follow any of the reasons that we gave before. As Rashi says, if the reason is that the person's eyes don't reach up, so even if it's a larger size, a person's eyes won't reach there. Even the reason that you have to have the shade reaching the person below, even if it's larger than this, the shade still won't reach. This, this, the shade won't reach even if it's 4 by 4 amas, which is larger than this size. And the point of Mechitz is kva, that if you're building such a high structure, you have to build permanent walls, that would be even in such a small sukkah, it makes no difference. So this reason here, or this limitation that the Machlekes is only in this tiny sukkah of Reishe, Virubay, Vishulchanai, doesn't fit with any of the reasons that it says before. Taisus over here, so Rashi says, so we don't know what the reason is. But Taisus says that maybe the reason is because such a tiny sukkah with such a height, then it, it, it becomes like a, a lul shultarn a goylen. It looks like a chicken coop. So it, it, it doesn't have the structure and the shape of a sukkah. That's why it's puzzle. But if it's a little bit broader, so then even if it's high, it doesn't look like a lul shultarn a goylen. That's Taisus' shot. Okay, so we have three different limitations of exactly in what case the machlekes will apply, and in, if, without, if not in that shape and that size, the machlekes does not apply. So now the Gemara says, We understand Rav Yeshia, why he argued on what Rav Huna and Rav Chonan Barabbas said. So the reason is, the Inu because they created the limitation of the smachlekes in the size and the extent of the space of how large the sukkah is. And he does not give any shir in the size of the sukkah itself. So that's a much better pshat because you saw the Mishnah. The Mishnah doesn't give any such kind of limitation in the size of the sukkah itself. It only talks about the height of the sukkah. So therefore he would rather say that if there's any limitation in the smachlekes, it's regarding the walls, if it extends all the way up to the schach but not a limitation in the actual space and the size of the sukkah itself. So they were arguing about the actual size of the sukkah itself. Are they arguing about a size of a sukkah that's 4 by 4 amas, or a size of a sukkah which could enter into the sukkah, which is even smaller than that. So maybe the Gemara says, should we say, that the basis of their machlekes is actually what is the smallest size and the space and the width of a sukkah that it would be kosher. The marasovar hechsher sukkah bar ba'amis. So the first opinion of Aries, which was Rav Hune, he says that the smallest size of a sukkah is four amis. And therefore that's that size of the sukkah that they argued about. Marasovar and Rav Chanan Baraba holds hechsher sukkah b'machzekas reishiv rubi v'shulchane. That the, the smallest sukkah is smaller. As long as you had most of your body and your table could enter, that's the size of a sukkah, and therefore that's when the machlokes is. So as Rashi explains, what the Gemara is actually now suggesting is, maybe we should go back and say, like we said before, that the issue of the shade not reaching the ground of the sukkah is only by the smallest size of the sukkah. If it's large, any larger than the smallest size of the sukkah, then we could rely on the fact that the shade will reach to the bottom. So therefore, each one of them is saying that the Machlaikis is only by the smallest size of a kosher sukkah. So the basis of their argument really is, what is the smallest size of a kosher sukkah? And that's, in other words, not like the Gemara said before, that Rav Hanan Barabba's opinion is, No, maybe we could say 
that they are arguing about what is the smallest size of a sukkah. So the Gemara says, no, that's not uh, what this Machlaikis is about. Like the Kula Alma, everybody would agree, Hechsha Sukkah, Reishe, Rube, Vishulchane. The actual size, the smallest size of a kosher Sukkah is to have a space that you had most of your body and your table enter. But Vahacha, Bahaka Mifligi, over here the argument is different as we've explained before. The Marasavar, one opinion is, Machzekes, Reishe, Rube, Vishulchane, Pligi. That they're arguing in this size, in this smallest size of a sukkah. Larger than that, everybody holds it's kosher. And as we said before, according to Rashi, we don't know what the reason is. What's the, the why, why is larger than that would, it would be kosher? Taisa says because it would look like a lul shultana gaylin. Omar sovar. But then the other opinion is, The argument regarding the height of the sukkah is up until four amas. More than the Aldamas, everybody would agree that even such a tall sukkah is kosher. And as we already explained before, because it's a, the issue is about the shade reaching the ground. And if it's four amers or less than four amers, the shade re- does not reach the ground. But as if it's more than four amers, the shade does reach the ground. So the, the requirement of the minimum size of a hechshar of a sukkah is one point. That's one argument. And over there, actually, everybody agrees that, it, that this minimum size is Reishe, Virube, Vishulchanay. And the issue of the height of the Schach of the Sukkah, whether it reaches the ground or not, that's a different issue. These two things are not connected to each other. Eisvei, the Gemara now asks a question on these opinions that said that the argument was only regarding a very small Sukkah. Sukkah, so it says in Abraisa as follows. Sukkah, Shigavay, Lamayla, Meser, Mam, Sukkah, that's higher than 20 Amas, Psula, as possible. And Rabbi Yehuda says that it's kosher. Even if it's 40, 50 yamas, which is not lav dafke, but it means any, any as high as it is, it doesn't matter. Rabbi Yehuda brought a riotous opinion. I said, There was an incident with Hilni Amalke in the city of Lod. She built a sukkah and it was taller than 20 yamas. The elders of Tamid HaChachamim, they came in and out from her sukkah. They didn't comment anything to her about the fact that the schach of her sukkah is so high. The Chachamim responded to Rabbi Yudiz Raya, You're bringing a raya from a sukkah from a woman from Hilni Amalka? She's a woman, and therefore she's potter from a sukkah. But Rabbi Yudiz said, She had seven sons that were with her. It's not just her sitting in the sukkah, her children are with her. And Vyoid, another thing, everything she did was only according to what the Chachamim told her. So therefore, Rabbi says there is a raya from there that this height of a sukkah is still kosher. This is the Braisa. So first, the Gemara clarifies Pshat in the Braisa, and then it'll come to the question that it wants to ask. So, Lamali Lumisni, why does the Braisa add, that everything she did was according to what the Chachamim said? What is that out of it? We're talking about a mitzvah. The mitzvah of Sukkim and Atayr. So what, what is it saying? Hachi ka'amar. This is what the Braise is saying. Hachi ka'amar luhu. This is what Rabbi Yehuda was saying to the Chachamim. Ki ta'imro, if you're going to say, Banim ketanim hoyu. That I'm arguing to you that it wasn't only a woman, wasn't only her, she had her children with her. So you're going to answer me, the children she had with her, they were ketanim, they were not bar mitzvah, so they're not obligated in the mitzvah of Sukkim either. A ketanim betunim and a Sukkim. But my, my answer to that is, Kiv in the Shiva Havu. So specifically, he mentioned that she had seven children. 
It's impossible that there shouldn't be one child that's old enough that does not rely on his mother and therefore, in other words, the Gemara says this later in the Masechta, a child that wakes up at night and doesn't call his mother, so he is already obligated to be in the mitzvah of Sukkah. So therefore, there was there's someone here, even if she's potter from the Sukkah and some of the children are potter from the Sukkah, but if there are seven children, there's definitely one of them that's old enough that would be chayim in the mitzvah of sukkim and rabbanon. Now, v'chi teimru. So, if you're going to answer back and argue, cotton she'ein etzarech li'imai mid rabbanon u'demechayiv. If we're only talking about a cotton that does not rely on his mother, and therefore we have to be mechanachim in the mitzvah of sukkah, but he's only chayiv mid rabbanon and vi'i mid rabbanon leimashkecha, and she wasn't particular about fulfilling the mitzvahs mid rabbanon. So, therefore, there's no raya from the fact that she built a sukkah that was possible. But Toshema, that's where the Braise comes and adds and says that Yehuda said to the that everything she did was always according to what the Chachamim required. So therefore, if she had her children with her in the Sukkah and the Chachamim were walking in and out and they said nothing to her, it must be that this is a kosher Sukkah. The Tiller is the Braise and the Pshat and the Braise. Incidentally, there's an interesting thing that you learn from here because we're talking about a mother and her children. And Rashi says that over here, Midrabanon, she has to be Mechanach her children to the mitzvah of Sukkah. So the Mepharshim point out that from here, from this Rashi, it seems that the mitzvah of Chinuch is not only on the father, but even on the mother. That's, that's what it uh, comes out according to Rashi. Other Rishayim, though, disagree and say that really the mitzvah of Chinuch is on the father, and the Brais doesn't mention it, but the father must have been there as well. There's a few Pshatim about this, but this is a very interesting uh, source, incidentally, regarding the whole union of Chinuch, if it lies in the mother or not. So now the Gemara says what its question is on the various different interpretations of this Machloikis between Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakama is. So now, according to the opinion, the first opinion of Yeshia that said, that the Machloikis of the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda is in a sukkah where the Schach is so high and the Schach does not extend all the way to the Schach. So then a person's eyes won't go up, don't, won't, won't uh, see the Schach. So then we could say that that's exactly what this case in this Braisa was. Because Darka shall Malka Leishiv Besukkah, it's customary for a queen that to sit in such a kind of a Sukkah, She'ein Defanois Magiois Leschach, where the walls do not reach the Schach. Why? Mishumavira, to have the circulation of the ear. In other words, you're building a Sukkah for a queen, you're building the best and nicest Sukkah. So they built a beautiful Sukkah with a very tall roof. And uh, also with space for circulation, and therefore the walls didn't reach to the to the schach. And this is the case that Rabbi Yehuda was bringing a raya to his opinion. This is the case that they argue about, and he had a raya. But But according to both opinions that we said before, that the ketana machlekes, that the whole machlekes of Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakama was only regarding a very small sukkah, whether a sukkah of four amos or a sukkah of reishe virubai, the tiny sukkah. Is it customary for a queen to sit in such a tiny sukkah? It was probably a, a much larger sukkah. She has her servants with her and so on. So in such a case, even the Rabbanam would agree that higher than 20 Amis is kosher. So why are they even discussing this? So the Gemara answers, let's finish this Indian over here. We're going to finish a little further down to finish the subject. So the answer is, The sukkah was not just one little tiny sukkah, 
but it was a sukkah that was made with small rooms in it. And she was sitting in one of these small rooms, that's one of these small rooms, whether four Amis or, 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 or a sukkah that's Reishi Virubai and Shulchanai. So that's the kind of sukkah she was sitting in. So it is relevant to the Machlaikis of Rabbi Yud and the Rabbana. But the Gemara doesn't accept this either. There's a queen sit in such a sukkah that only has these little rooms in it. She has to have a large room in it to have all the servants come and help her. So the Gemara says, That really, yes, you're right. Of course, there was a large sukkah here. But she was sitting in one of those small rooms that was made in this large sukkah. So she has a large sukkah for all the servants, but then for more modesty, she would sit inside this small room in this sukkah. And that's where the discussion between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon was, whether it was a kosher sukkah or not, when it's higher than 20 amis. And now the Gemara explains exactly what their machlekes about this incident was. So Rabbanon, what Rabbanon held was, her children were with her, but they were sitting in a good sukkah because they were in the larger sukkah. And in the larger sukkah, Rabbanan Armaida, that even so high, the, 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 the sukkah is kasha. The Ii and she was sitting in the smaller room in the sukkah, for modesty. So therefore, the Chachamim didn't say anything to her. She's potted from the sukkah. Her children that are obligated in the sukkah because the Chinuch are sitting in the large sukkah. However, held, No, her children were sitting together with her. And nevertheless, the Chachamim didn't say anything to her. So we see that, that even that small space is still a kosher sukkah, even though the wall, the 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 is so high. That's the raya. So Rashi here has two pshatim. Whether this answer of the Gemara could fit, even according to the opinion that we're talking about such a tiny sukkah, which is only Rashi Virubi Vishulchane. Because if that's how small this little space is, how are seven children entering into such a tiny space? That, that, that he says, that Yudu says that her seven children were there as well. So in the first shot, Rashi says that usually a person in, the, in those times, they would sit, they would spread out their feet, they would sit by a seva. So to have most of your body enter into the sukkah, you have to have a larger space. So here, her children were sitting sort of squeezed together, not spread out in such a way. So maybe there's some way how to fit them in. But the second shot, Rashi says, and Rashi accepts that second shot, that this answer of the Gemara does not fit with that opinion that the sukkah is so tiny that it's only Rosh There's no way to get the children into there. So this is only an answer for the opinion that the sukkah is four by four Amas.